You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1318. Listen, if you have the discipline to keep 300000 after taxes in an account and really just focus on building your cash machine, your ATM, which is your wholesaling business, you're going to find the best deals. I mean, you're going to be unstoppable. You're not going to make a lot of the dumb mistakes that I certainly did. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. I know a lot of wildly successful real estate entrepreneurs, a lot of wildly successful wholesalers that it took them so long to get their first deals, right? On average, it's like five or six months and then things really started taking off. Well, it's the exact opposite for my guest on the podcast today. He took off like an absolute rocket. He's got three deals in his first 100 days, and I'm going to find out exactly how he did it. I'm going to squeeze out all the juice out of this conversation. From Winston-Salem, North Carolina, it is my pleasure to bring on Jay McMillan to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I can't believe I'm on this so uh, early. Well, Please. listen, that's the goal. You know, that's the goal. I want everybody to be on here. Everybody that listens to this podcast, I want to, I want to ring the victory bell for them someday. But it, you got to go out and you got to close deals, and you got to go out and and really take the action. Progress, not perfection. Take the instruction and actually go out and talk to property owners, have conversations, and make offers, and watch what happens. And that's exactly what you've done. So how'd you do it? Man, just not being afraid to talk to people, really. Um, right. that, that's that's the main thing. Just jumping into it. I'm the, I'm the person that jumps off the cliff and I grow my wings on the way down. So that's basically what I did, you know, and just started calling. So Awesome. So yeah. you got in right away. You didn't have any apprehension to to start picking up the phone and calling strangers and asking them if, if you could buy their house? Oh, no, no, not really. Uh, due to my past experiences of, um, of running of running businesses and uh, running a business and then also my personal training business too as well that I um, had in New York, that just built that tenacity and that just willpower just to talk to anybody, especially New York City. I love it. <laughs> and sure. so uh, let's go into that. So you were a trainer. You had to talk to a lot of people. Yes. Uh, why'd you stop training? I stopped training in the gym uh, because of the pandemic, actually. So I was training in the gym for about eight years prior to that and uh, did pretty well. I basically had to approach people in the gym and tell them about their form and try to make them be my client, you know? And, you know, yeah. some people, a lot, a lot of times people said no. Sometimes people said yes. Sometimes people cussed me out, <laughs> you know? So I just got used to it. So, so. Um, you were out there, you're walking around the gym, you're essentially prospecting for opportunities to work with people. And then COVID hit? COVID hit. Yep. Yep. March 2020. Yep. Got that call saying the gyms are shut down, you know? So um, then after that, I had to pivot, started training my clients online. And then during that time too, as well, my wife and I, we created the product. You know, we were basically just bored and just started just trying things out. 
And then we created a product called a wearable phone mount. It's an invention. It's a way to basically uh, have your phone on you as you're on the go. You can basically um, put the, this is the phone case right here with a steel plate, this wearable strap and a magnet, and it sticks on like that. So you can wear your phone as you're on the go. So it's a wearable tripod. And then you can take it off and you can place it on right there. So most corners of walls have metal in it. You can see that too as well. So I love it. What's the wearable tripod? I hate bulky tripods. I love it. You're an inventor. You're a real estate entrepreneur. You're a trainer. That's awesome. What were you doing? Uh, by the way, uh, you're sending me one of those. We talked about it beforehand. Yes, and, sir. Uh, I'm going to love that because I shoot a lot of videos with my phone. And I think everybody as an entrepreneur should have have something like this. Because listen, you turn that phone around and you get loud and you post you and you document what you're doing on a daily basis, which you do. You do a phenomenal job of posting and, and showing what you're doing. And people send you opportunities. This is the one thing, you know, your, your phone can be a huge distraction. It can also be your portal to whatever you want. Obviously, making the calls from it is going to be key. But you can turn around and put that camera on you and document your journey as a new entrepreneur, as a new wholesaler, as a new real estate business person. And then all of a sudden people are reaching out to you that you had no idea and they're sending you deals. This happened to one of the other Rhino Tribe members, Stephanie Hunt. She was documenting that she was going to call and talk to a hundred people about their properties. And one day we call it the emptying your clip challenge. And she had a friend reach out and give her a deal that she's going to make like $25,000 on. You know, it's absolutely incredible. So I love that you have that. And I, lo I love that, uh, that you're talking about. It. It's called Easy Reach. Easy That's reach. awesome. Oh, yep. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Amazon as well. So Awesome. How'd you find real estate wholesaling? Man, so selling a product is very expensive when it comes to marketing. I mean, you would think you're doing well and you're not. That's why businesses fail so fast, you know, because you don't think about the future three years down the line and marketing is so expensive, so expensive. So um, I basically had to look into, um, had to look into uh, credit, the whole credit game. So we were trying to get credit cards for the business and things like that too as well to help build, um, get lines of credit. And then wholesaling came up. So, because when, when it came to credit, you can use the credit for real estate. So that's when I found out about wholesaling through a guy named Max Maxwell that I saw online. Yep. But then you came up. So I was watching both of you guys at the same time. You know, honestly, you sold me, man, because you're just such a, you seem like such a genuine person. And you just gave out so much just free advice and knowledge. And I probably could have just got my first deal off of just not joining the group, TTP. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? Let me just dive right in and just get to it. You know what I mean? And and not have the analysis, uh, dialysis thing going on. Paralysis. Paralysis, yes. Paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, just get after it. And man, you you definitely did it for me, man. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Well, listen, we talk about the three Ps, right? Paralysis by analysis, perfectionism, yes. and uh, procrastination. Yeah. And if you can recognize those, then you can get rid of those three. But it's when you don't recognize them that it really slows the process down. And you were like, you know what? I'm going to just take the instruction and go. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. 
We all have this, and, and this happens on not just in, in business, but in everything. We try to filter everything through our own experience. And I have found with the best, when I see really big jumps in my business and in my skills, it's yeah. when I stop like filtering it and buffering it and just hear it, go do it hear it, go do it. I want it to be tested. I want to test things. I think people should test things a lot faster. And the more that you test, the faster that you're going to be able to build those skills because you're going to have the experience and the faster that you're going to be able to provide value. Because listen, you know, our income is tied to the amount of service that we provide. Well, our service is tied to the amount of skills that we have. So how do we develop skills on something that we've never done before? We have to go out and we have to do it. We can't pontificate about it. We can't think about it. We can't just theorize about it. It can't just be in the classroom. We have to go out there into the real world, into the streets and go and take massive imperfect action. And that's essentially what you've been doing. So who did you start calling right away? Give us the juicy lists, Jay. Who gets a deal, you know, three deals in their first hundred days? There must be some mystery to what you're doing. Driving for dollars. Yeah, man. So literally driving for dollars, driving around, trying to find the ugliest house that I could find. Started off hand dialing and uh, just I found the property owner uh, via True People Search. Yeah. Like that. And then called on the property owners. And that's I how love it. Was. And are you using an app to drive for dollars? Or are you just writing down the addresses? So at first I was writing down the addresses and I was, I've been trying to take everything step by step. Yep. And then I wrote down the addresses for a little while. And I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and get Deal Machine. Mm-hmm. So Deal Machine is how is how I landed my first deal because um, it was just easier to track the addresses and um, things like that. So And also, th- their driving for dollars was amazing, too, as well. Yeah. Very easy to maneuver and use. That's how I started, Jay. I went out with a pad of paper, a pen, drove around, found the ugliest properties, called them up. And that's how I did my first 20 deals was that before I got a referral to a deal, before I started, you know, pulling other lists of distressed properties. I mean, 80% of new real estate investors find their first deals from driving for dollars, new wholesalers, if they're sourcing it themselves. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about people that are buying rentals from the MLS or something like that. I'm talking about going out and finding really great opportunities that they source themselves comes from driving for dollars. It's really powerful and it's very basic. It's very simple. There's nothing magical about it. It's, is there a distressed property? Great. How can I talk to that property owner and just do that over and over and over and over again? Right. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And so you're driving around Winston-Salem, just finding properties putting them into your deal machine app and just calling them. Yep. And I found the ugliest house in Winston-Salem, probably. <laughs> you did? I, I, I know I did. <laughs> I might have been that. For, for your first deal? For my first deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. So just driving around Winston-Salem, I mean, literally this house just sticks out like a sore thumb. And so I actually got in touch with the owner, like literally the second week I think I started, I got in touch with the owner. And he picked up the phone and said, yeah, I'm ready to sell. I have three places I want to sell. I said, what? Three places? Okay. All right, let's talk. But um, after that convo, I didn't really set like a parameter as far as like, look, let's have a follow-up call or anything like that. I didn't really know about that too much about following up. So I called him again out of nowhere. It's like a week later, like no, a couple of days later, actually. He didn't. Yeah. 
called him again a couple of days later, he didn't pick up. And then a week later, I called him, didn't pick up. So it took about a good solid month and some change to actually get in touch with this guy. And how I got in touch with him was through a text. That's when I figured out, I was like, oh, wow. Like some people just don't want to talk on the phone, you know? Yep. So um, we were texting and, and he was still interested in selling those three properties, luckily. And um, he actually had two people already for, for two properties, but then he had one more sitting there left. And he was like, look, you can have this one. I said, okay, all right, cool. So um, I actually had um, a good friend here in Winston-Salem. She, was, she is also a wholesaler. And uh, she actually had uh, buyers in the area. I did not. So I JV'd with her. She found a buyer. I found, I found the seller and locked it up. And that was it. I love it. Yep. So, so real quick. So condition of this property, you're saying it's the worst. Like, what does that mean? Man. So, I mean, the grass might've been as tall as I am. (laughs) By the way, Jay is six, six. He's as tall as Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's that's correct. That's as tall as I am. I mean, the trees were like growing all over the sides of the house. You could get actually get inside by crawling into one of the back doors but like the floor was kind of like caved in. I mean, I was just looking in the windows, man, and it, was, it just looked horrendous in there. You couldn't walk in there. You really couldn't. You know, the roofing was messed up. It had some cold violations too, as well. When it when it came to the roof, the siding too, as well, was messed up. I mean, it was just, whew, it was crazy. So it was it just has it just been vacant for a long time? This guy, this particular investor, yeah, actually has a lot of ugly houses in Winston-Salem. They're just sitting there. What do you mean a lot? Like 12, like 50? Probably 30. Easily. Just sitting there. You, you see an ugly house in Winston-Salem, it's probably his. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, did he just own them for a long time as as a as rentals or did he buy them in the downturn in like 2009, 2010 and just thought that he'd sit on them? Yep. Exactly. Bought them in the downturn, just sit on them. And they also had rentals too as well. But then, and then they became vacant and they just sat there and he just wasn't selling anything. He wouldn't sell anything. So it's interesting. We have a lot of investors like that here as well in Phoenix, Jay. And whenever I see them put it on the market, it's, it's interesting. I see, you know, we'll, we'll look on the market sometimes and look for the, the roughest properties and the lowest prices and, and try to negotiate with them. But if I see that they bought nine and 10, I know that they're just, they're going to sit on these things for as long as they can. Cause they bought them for like pennies on the dollar, like literally nothing. And they have no motivation. So I know real quick to get to the bottom line with those property owners, or I'm going to just be wasting my time. I don't, I I don't want to do that. So that's a tip for everybody out there. When you're doing your research, you're doing your due diligence, find out when they bought that property, see what they bought that property for. Did they buy it cash? And have they done anything since the time that they bought it? Because a lot of people bought them on the market. So you could see the old listings and look at the condition of the property then, and then look at the property now. And I mean, it's been 13 years, 12 years, and still these properties, uh, they haven't sunk any investment into them. It's it's literally just buy it and just wait type of thing until it gets to a certain point. And, you know, listen, these properties don't magically repair themselves. They start getting worse and worse and worse, and you find opportunities, which is which is really great. So the buyer came from another wholesaler? Yes. And how'd you meet mm-hmm. that wholesaler? So I met her through a um, entrepreneurial event that was going on here in Winston-Salem. And um, 
she actually is a serial entrepreneur as well. She owns a few businesses in the area. And um, I didn't know she did wholesaling until I saw her on a Max Maxwell video. Yep. Oh, love, like you do wholesaling? And this is was out as I was learning more about it. So I, I hit her up and um, she was more than willing to help me out. And, and as I got my feet wet, she was like, you know what? Look, I can bring the buyer on board. You know, we can get this deal going and, you know, keep it moving. I love it. And how big of a deal? What did you lock it up for? What did you sell it for? So locked up for $11,000. And sold it for how much? I mean, so we sold it for seventeen thousand five hundred. Awesome. Nothing crazy. So you guys split six. You guys split six thousand. Yes. On your first deal. Yes. Six thousand five hundred. Come on. <laughs> it was the best. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, I and and I say this all the time. Like yeah. your first deal is your best deal. I'm just telling you because it's proof of concept. I remember talking to Tom Kroll, who created Wholesaling Inc., and he had screwed up everything on his first deal. But he had made, and he made like $2,000 on it. And he went through all of these hoops and he didn't even run it through title. He had to, the, the guy gave him cash from like a safe that he had in his house. I mean, he screwed up everything, but that, that one deal led to hundreds of deals, right? My first deal, yeah. I didn't even know what wholesaling was, but it was a I, I understood it after I did the deal. And that proof of concept is so powerful, it opens up the floodgates. It truly does. It's like, you know, you've got all this water being held back, and then all of a sudden you, it just cracks open and it's coming out a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But the more that that water rushes through, that damn boom, it just all of a sudden explodes and you start making massive deals and massive profits. And it's, it's unbelievable. This business is unbelievable. But it starts yeah, with that first really one. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got two others right. and you're working on others and others. And you posted in the in a Rhino Tribe Facebook group that, you know, it's the first time that you've had two at one time. And it's just like, that's the momentum. It doesn't matter what you make on your first one. Just make something on your first one. That is your receipt that you went out there and provided value and took action. You didn't let self-doubt bring it down. You didn't let distractions. You didn't let disappointments stop you. You just went out and did it. You went out, you talked to the property owner and matched him up with an investor that wanted a $16,000 house that is the worst in Winston-Salem. But they're going to go and they're going to put investment into that property. They're going to turn that around. And now the neighborhood is going to be raised up because of it. It's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So let me ask this. You said two words that scare me. All right. Serial entrepreneur. All right. Because it's very hard not to, I mean, it's very difficult to, it's like you're, you're raising twins or triplets. You know what I mean? Like if you have a lot of businesses, these are like your babies. You got to really nurture them and care for them and, and really get it to mature and pay attention to them and, and put so much time and effort into it. How do you do it having multiple businesses? Sheesh. <laughs> That's a good question. Just you just gotta stay locked in. I kind of get obsessive over what I do on a daily basis when it comes to um, my craft, and I just stay locked in, and like is like all day. You know, when it comes to even while I'm actually making calls, I'm posting stuff for for Easy Reach, and you know, looking at emails for Easy Reach, and then. You know, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm doing Mojo now, the dollar. Yep. So as I'm on the dollar, I'm doing stuff for Easy Reach, and then it's a lot. 
it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm trying to figure it out as I go. But I know I've always said that real estate is where I wanted to end up. Yep. What's your goal with it? What do you see? Five years, 10 years? Where do you see this going? That's still a question that I haven't really figured out yet. I'm still just an information overload, I feel like, you know, I'm just so new to this. I literally just having this real estate mindset, like starting, starting at three, three and a half, four months ago. I just want to be able to do what you say as far as for build my capital first as I can with wholesaling. And then eventually I want to um, uh, build my portfolio after that. But I'm basically going to follow everything that you say and get the wholesale deals first. You think you said make about 300000 in the bank account before before you start keeping properties, right? Yep. So that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do as of right now. So I love it. And and people listening to this or watching this, maybe they heard Moran's podcast as well, where I talked about that. But I think it, you know, listen, if you have the discipline to keep 300000 after taxes in an account and really just focus on building your cash machine, your ATM, which is your wholesaling business, you're going to find the best deals. I mean, you're going to be unstoppable. You're not going to make a lot of the dumb mistakes that I certainly did. And then really, this is just coming from from what I have been through and what I've seen a lot of people that have been just absolutely building something incredible with their wholesaling business, building a ton of momentum. And then all of a sudden, all of that stops because they start buying rental properties and it takes all their attention. And so I was like, it's kind of like it's tempting one right now. It's tempting. I know (laughs) it is tempting. But then all of a sudden, all the momentum halts. Now you have easy reach, you have your wholesaling business, and you have your rental portfolio. Now you got triplets running around. You know what I mean? Like, you you can do it, but it's going to be exhausting for a long time, and you're going to have sacrifices in other areas. And I just think that... um, I think that you can build this thing up, you know, or two or three years, really get that momentum, start replacing yourself. I mean, there's, there's, there's a process to this. Number one is to to pick your tribe. Don't do it yourself. Pick a community, have people that are already doing this. We're not in the industrial age. We're not in the information age. We're in the, the social age. That's an absolute fact. And so pick your tribe, pick your model, pick what path you're going to follow, uh, do your first deal, get the proof of concept, get consistent so that you can do it full time and fire your boss. And then once you've got it going and you're, you're really making things happen and you're really closing deals consistently, you start firing yourself from different roles in the business. And now you've got a business that runs without you and you could go focus on building the best rental portfolio possible. Yeah. It's awesome. And you don't have to worry yeah. about backstepping and going two steps forward, three steps back. You could just take those long six foot six strides all the way up and just crush. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Man. That's it. I'm so excited. That's it. That's that's awesome. So how do you balance between the you, you're doing easy reach stuff while you're making your calls? Yeah, um, just posting and doing research on that too as well as far as product development. I mean, this is my, I mean, easy reach is definitely my passion because I work out, you know, I work out daily, uh, six, sometimes seven days a week, you know, that keeps me sane. So I get up in the morning, 5.30 a.m., hit the gym, you know, and get to it. So also I film myself when I'm uh, working out too. Yep. So it makes sense for me, you know, yeah. and when I first started it, it just made sense to everybody else too, you know, and yeah. I love it. So, and you work with your wife? Yeah. How does yeah. that work? It's not easy. 
Not easy because I tried to actually get her on board with this too, with the wholesaling stuff. Sure. That's probably, that probably would have been a little too much. <laughs> Got it. One business yeah. at a time. Well, and listen, you know, I don't think that people should necessarily have business partners in the wholesaling business. I think in other businesses, sure, in businesses that you're going to build up to sell, fantastic. But I think in our business, obviously, you're going to be partners with your wife either way. But I'm just talking to everybody else out there that's thinking about business partners. Uh, Most of the time, you can just hire people that you think should be your business partner. Most of the time, we're just nervous and insecure to do the job and do the work. And so we have, we kind of squat up with somebody to do business together. And then all of a sudden you look up, you're doing all the work, the partner's not, and they're getting 50% and so are you. So don't do that. Just hire people when the time's right. Just keep your head down, find your right tribe, rock and roll, and then you can hire people for those roles. So awesome. Yep. Jay, how can people get a hold of you? How can people find Easy Reach? <laughs> so they can find Easy Reach at Easy Reach Apparel. That's letter E, letter Z. Reach Apparel. We're on um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube as well. We sell on Amazon. So you can check us out on there. Awesome. And how can they reach out to you if they're in Winston-Salem, if they're in North Carolina, if they're from anywhere, but they're just inspired about your story? How can they reach out? My personal page on Facebook is my full name, Lurtis J. McMillan II. And then um, my Instagram is Mr. Easy Reach. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Thank you. You know what I'm going to do? If you write a comment and a review for this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, we're going to send you an easy reach. We're going to send you one of these things and it's absolutely awesome. You're going to love it. And and you're going to be able to document your journey so that you can get two or three or four extra deals and put an extra 10, 20, 40,000 into your, into your bank account from actually getting loud and being brave and showing people the mistakes that you're making and the progress that you're making. But more importantly, the conviction you have of being a real estate entrepreneur. I'm telling you, if you turn that phone around and you have conviction, people will respect it. And it's awesome. Jay. Thanks for being on here. Shout out to Easy Reach. Absolutely incredible. Guys, he did mention Deal Machine. They're a great, great, great friend of the Rhino tribe. And they give you some bonuses if you use the coupon code TTP, as in talk to people. And they have for years and years and years. They're absolutely phenomenal. And it is a tool that you must have as you're starting to build momentum to go find your first deals. Uh, So dealmachine.com and use that coupon code TTP. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group, the most proactive community, the most proactive tribe in real estate investing, go to wholesalinginc.com. Check it out. Wholesalinginc.com. Check it out. Check out what the program's all about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. On behalf of the entire Rhino tribe, I will sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.